Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Well, how's she cotton? All right, like. Tell me this and tell me no more. I'm doing a line with her. And Number one gobble. That's gas. Huh? She was off gallivanting. Roll it there, Roisin. Here's your one. How are you all? Welcome back to an episode of Tis Yourself Season 5 with me, Nicola Barden. How are you all doing? This is the first episode of 2024. So uh, very excited about my guest today, which I'll get to now in a second. Just want to say a huge thanks to everyone who listened to my last episode with SVU star Bobby Burke. And that has done amazing. SVU fans and Gossip Girl fans. Jenny Mac, you got behind that. Loved it. It's amazing. So I really appreciate that. That has been, it's nearly in the top 10 already. So, but could be toppled by today's guest, Miss the lovely, lovely, lovely Miss Erica Cody. So you may know her from her music. You may know her because she was on Dancing with the Stars or you may know her from her podcast with Andrew Fitzsimons, which is called Unapologetic. Either way, you will know she is an icon in the Irish music industry and she is a superstar. And she's now one of the six finalists, I think it is, that is going forward for your song this Friday on The Late Late Show. So if so depending on when you're listening to this, the Late Late Show, Late Late Show, your song is on the 26th, the Friday 26th, obviously in Ireland. So different performers will go up so they can sing their songs and then they obviously get, Paddy will interview them, Patrick, Patrick Kilsey will interview them all. And then we get to text in, call in and see who we want to vote, we want to vote for and send through to Sweden this summer. So Erica is up with her song, Love Me Like I Do. That was written by like probably all have heard of Ruth Ann Cunningham. And it was also with Richie McGuart. So, and then the other five contestants, and I hope I get everyone's name right. Apologies. Oh my God, so much apologies. Um, I have been Googling everybody's name beforehand to make sure I'm saying them right. So Elsha is up. She is from Wicklow and her song is Gudubin, which I love the name of um, because I'm trying to bring as much Kubla uh, Fuckle back into my life as much as possible. And I just love Gudubin because just that phrase alone, it turns everything. Then we have Jay Yellowell from uh, Blanchardstown who moved to Ireland from Nigeria and the song is called Judas and that's a rap song. Then we have Isabella Kearney who is from Donegal based between Donegal and Sydney. Her song is Let Me Be The Fire. So then uh, Bambay Tug their song is called Doomsday Blue and then next in line are the boy band Lutey Watch's boy band and theirs is Love Like Us. So there are the uh, six songs. So I'd say all of us love watching a bit of Eurovision, we lads. So, you know, on the night, we're going to want the best person there and we want to steal back. Sweden are tied with us, as you'll hear in my chat with Erica today. Sweden are tied with us, seven wins. And Ireland win in Sweden this year. Unreal. But your luck, even to get us qualified. So we need to send the best one over. So get your phones out on Friday night, get texting, get listening to all the songs to see which one you like the best yourself. But 
Obviously, I have Erica here with me today, so she is going to be chatting to me all about how she got into music, talking about the podcast with Andrew, how that even came about. How does someone who is the hairdresser to the Kardashians hooked up with a podcast with a singer based in Dublin? I don't know. Let's hear. You'll find it all out. Um, we also talk about um, acting, growing up in Dublin when you uh, as a mixed race. Um, we also talk about, obviously, your song and everything like that. Um, we've loads of chats and we talk dating, dating apps, why they are the bits and so, so much more. Erica is such a good crack and she's obviously on a promo tour at the moment with the Your Song next week. So the fact that she was managed to able to squeeze me in for this was amazing. And she's such a sweetheart. And I'm also... Um, from listening to the podcast, a fan girlo now, and I'm fully intent on us becoming best friends. So Eric, if you're listening back to this, hope you know that <laughs> I'm going to be your bestie from now on. I'm like, I'm invested so much into this now, our friendship. Um, but anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with your fellow Eurovision lovers. If you're an Erica fan, then share, like, subscribe, all that kind of crack. But we'll talk about that at the end. So I will be back after this episode. But until now, then here's Erica. Hello. How are you? First of all, congratulations on being one of the finalists for your song. Thank you very much. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm immersed in it now. So I'm in my little bubble and enjoying it with the team and yeah, just diving into it head first. Yes. The late late is on Friday. I'm guessing it's the the same way. So you get up and you sing and then we all have to text and vote and that kind of crack. Yeah. And oh. hopefully we'll be voting for Love Me Like I Do. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, girl. <laughs> some people, you know, like will know you from Dance and Stars. Some people know your music. Um, some people know you from the podcast. You're kind of a, one of the gals that has many strings, many bows. <laughs> many bows, many bows. But I think it always comes back to music, which is great. And it's all, it's all within my world, too. So it's just letting myself be accessible in different ways that music can't. Yeah, and I, I'm enjoying it. I get to do the podcast with one of my best friends. I get to make music with my friends. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. From listening to the podcast, I kind of learned a bit about you that I didn't know, like that your your mom and your nanny were in the kind of film industry. So I suppose you've been open to this industry yeah. since you were little. Yeah, pretty much. I remember some days I'd even try and take days off school just so I could go and shadow my nana while she was doing hair, just to be in and around the actors and see how they did everything. And I just always loved the arts in general. I loved acting. I loved singing. I loved dancing. Um, it was just kind of where I felt my like my most self. Hmm. So yeah, just any excuse to be a part of it in some way was, I think, was always kind of on the cards for me. Um, and then I found music and then it was kind of game over. So the acting thing didn't appeal to you as much. It was the music was definitely the one that kind of grabbed you. Don't get me wrong. I dabbled for years in acting. I actually, I started acting before I started actually doing music. And then I just fell in love with music. And then that was it. You know, Um, I had a different connection with making music and being able to express myself that way than I was, you know, sitting in casting rooms, looking at the next girl next to me who looks just like me and we're both going for the same job. You know, it was, it was a little bit daunting that way. Kind of similar to, you know, I, I used to play tennis then I used to play basketball so basketball was more of a team effort whereas tennis you were on your own and I kind that's kind of how I compared the two is that you know when I was acting I felt like I was really on my own whereas when I was making music I was collaborating I don't know how anyone was acting to be fair in the in the audition process when you said they're going in and everyone looks like you and you're all the same role and how are you meant to stand out 
if like, exactly. as you said, I'm in a room full of people who look exactly like me. <laughs> exactly. And like, this is, I'm talking like way back when. So I would have been from like the age of nine up until the age of 15, maybe that I was going to castings. And obviously mixed race, brown and black girls were slim pickings when it came to castings. So you'd be in the room with like five of the same girls a lot of the time. And you'd be like, oh, how's it going again? You know, <laughs> but uh, no, music was always going to be the one. You were looking up. You got the last job, hon. Okay, so yeah. step away and let one of us get the next. For me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think music. Um, obviously, well, obviously, once you're more established, yeah, the record label might not like your song, but you can release that now, especially yourself. Whereas yeah. you need someone to put you in a role in acting. Yeah, exactly. You're depending on someone else. You're leaving your fate in somebody else's hands, essentially, you know, whereas um, with music, I'm a little bit of a control freak anyway, when it comes to my music and my art and my my career. So, you know, it was just we're, we're a match made in heaven. And you were a Billy Barry, Barry girl. So like I was, yeah. You knew how to put yourself out there. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny you said that because my mom literally like an hour ago sent me a photo of me and my Billy Barry uniform but like with my granddad I was only about three or four I'd say that's mad that you said that <laughs> my friend's kid is in it and um she does the pantos every year and she's yeah. only like you know nine or ten or whatever but it's so funny when she turns on the Billy Barry you know performance oh yeah one on one chatting you're like yeah. okay it was it was the best thing I think my mom and my grandmother ever could have done for me as a young mixed race kid who was battling an identity crisis or would go on to have an identity crisis because it gave me confidence well it gave me the tools to have confidence and mm. um, so that seed probably it was planted but it didn't sow for a couple of years after that but it was definitely I, I find I'm more of a, a Billy Barry kid now, say, than I was when I was growing up, you know. When you're a kid, all you want to do is be the exact same as everybody else. And, exactly. you know, as a, as a girl, especially. And then, you you know, you're a mixed race, so you're you're standing out already without even trying to stand out. And you're like, I just... I 100%. Want and you just want to fit in, you know. Yeah. Um, no wonder you have an identity crisis because you're like, I want to fit in, but I want to be unique, but I want to... But I want to be myself, but yeah. then being myself isn't accepted. So like, where do I go? You know, it's, it's like you're constantly in limbo, but... I think when I kept seeing, because obviously I got a lot of my influences from the States because I'm half American and that's just the music I gravitated towards. I gravitated towards R&B and pop and hip hop and um, naturally that's just kind of where I had to go for my influences because here I really just had Samantha Mumba, you know, but having her really showed me that I could be whoever I wanted to be and to see that she did it both in the UK, Ireland and in the US. I was like, oh, okay, this can be done if I play my cards right and I put my mind to it and that's one thing my parents always said to me they said you can do whatever you want to do we'll support you but you just have to put your mind to it and work hard and yeah here we are it's great that your parents are like that because I'm sure there are other young people out there who maybe want to follow in your footsteps or do something creative but yeah. they don't have parents their parents are saying you can do it after you go to business school or you can do it after yeah. you free yeah. or whatever yeah luckily my parents weren't like that you know they had both worked doing their kind of dream jobs say so like my dad was a basketball player and then my mom was a sports person and worked everywhere did everything you know um and always followed her passions so um for me it was just they, they were just like look whatever she wants to do we'll try our best to nurture it and see where it leads her and yeah here we are here you are <laughs> is right about to represent Ireland <laughs> <laughs> well look, that's the plan hopefully fingers crossed all going well um, but yeah no that would just be a complete honour you know yeah so like starting out music it's I suppose you're in it now if you, what, like over 10 years probably so yeah not like now where you put up a video on TikTok and you maybe get some momentum or like all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff how did you start that journey 
funny that you said that because I was in the era, the Justin Bieber era, where he was get he got just got found on YouTube, and I grew up with like the YouTube millennials, you know. Um, and I obviously was like, oh well, if Justin Bieber can get found on YouTube, why can't I? You know, but obviously the world doesn't work that way, Erica. Um, so I actually used to upload covers onto YouTube for years until I just kind of started getting too shy, and then I was making my own music, and then I didn't want to do covers anymore. So then by the time TikTok came around and everyone was doing covers again, I was like, hey, what is going on? Like, how do I keep up? But yeah, I started out on YouTube. I started out taking any gig, any open mic night, um, just anywhere that would have me, to be quite honest. And then it all just kind of snowballed. I did my first big support slot gig for WizKid when I was 16. And then that was it. The wheels were off um, and I was ready to go. So I, I just remember feeling a sense of, oh, this is what I can do if I really put my mind to it. I want to feel this every time I get on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt at home for once. Cause you know, when you're, especially when you're in like an all girls school, there's the whole, and especially when you're not as academic as the rest of the girls in school and all you want to do is music and be creative. There's kind of a, like I would never hold it against them now because you know, people change and people evolve, but there was always a sense of, Oh, like you think you're great that you can sing, you know? Um, whereas I was like, no, it's like all I know. Like I'm not good at business. I'm not good at maths. I'm not good at the other things. Like this is all I'm good at on sports. So what, like, as I'd be, you know, uploading, you know, YouTube covers and stuff or whatever. And sometimes they'd get met with a bit of that. And I kind of started to lose my confidence a little bit. And then as I left school and I went to BIM and I started writing, well, I was always writing my own music, but as soon as I was around people who were like-minded and had the same kind of aspirations and dreams and were gigging and wanted to just collaborate because it was fun, not for like to be paid. It was, that's when it all kind of changed for me and it clicked. So then when I got injured after playing basketball and I just threw the kitchen sink at, at music and then the rest is history. It's so funny you say that about like, you know, you, the comments that people do. I even find that, you know, when I started the podcast or even now, if I yeah. share it on my Instagram, I know there's a certain percentage that are like eye rolling or making a comment. And there's always, always those people like no matter what you do, you just can't please everyone. And, you know, it's the same thing with things like Eurovision and whatever. It's just it's such a huge big platform that like you know everyone's gonna have their opinions and I know that I'm probably not going to be everyone's cup of tea but all I can do is just put my best foot forward and hopefully represent my country and bring it home you know that's because that's in my my plan yeah because I think now like um you know I'm in my 30s I know like you're you're much younger than I am but we're at a different stages in our life where you kind of go I know you're eye rolling at me or you're making a comment or someone's screenshot and sending them look at this one yeah but I'm just like, fuck it. You know, I don't care. Whereas if I was like when you were starting out and you were first doing them at 16, you know, yeah. I can see why you backtrack a little bit and you kind of go, oh, God, I don't want to go into school tomorrow. And some if someone looks at me, have they seen my YouTube? And Yeah, exactly. And- yeah, totally. Um, And there there was that, you know, like I had like some of my friends be like, oh, will you do me a happy birthday song? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. And I do the happy birthday song. And then you just see some of the others would kind of, they it, they wouldn't have the best intentions when they'd ask. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, like kids are cruel. And I had my fair share of all that kind of trauma in primary school and all the bullying and physical, emotional, you name it. Um, so by the time I got to secondary school, not that it was a water off a duck's back, it was still tough, but I think I just had different tools to cope I may have lost my confidence a little bit along the way, but I gained it back, you know. When you have that confidence there, because, you know, when you're in your good era and you're like, I don't actually care what you say, because, you know, if you don't like me, Grant, you know, you're not going to like me, you know, even if I 
I'm a nurse or whatever. You just have this. Exactly. Opinion. So like, what? I, I can't change your mind. Let me just go and do my thing. Exactly. So like, I'd love to see the faces of those people, though, when you start supporting big names and they're like, Oh, Jesus, look yeah, at there was a, there was a little bit of that now, I won't lie. But then again, I'm just like, look, kids don't know any better sometimes. And I'm not the one to hold a grudge. So um, you move on, you move past it and you and you grow. And I, I'm a true believer in people. People evolve. Yeah, oh, definitely. But also there's a kind of quiet, nice revenge that you don't have to be, but you're doing successful. Therefore, yeah, when you stay in your lane and you're focused and, you know, the payoff is is a lot more because, you know, I think um whatever reaction comes in action and sometimes when you don't give people the reaction that they want and you channel that in different ways that's more of a kudos to you than to you know a a moment say yeah like that you might regret yeah you do as you're saying you start to support big names and stuff like that was there a moment that you're like this is actually going well i this is there's something happening here momentum there's i'm on the right track yeah i think um 2018 was a big year for me. I think I'd I'd just come off a tour with Mahalia and then I went on and toured with Jesse J. Then I did a tour with Ray. And yeah, everything just started kind of happening, you know, and that's when it kind of clicked for me. I was like, oh, when you do stick to it, your hard work pays off. You know, um, so I just kept persevering and now I just feel like I'm at the next. I think all those moments have kind of prepared me for where I'm at now, you know, playing the big stages and doing the tours and, you know, being on the cover of most magazines. And, you know, it all just it, the, all those moments prepare you for big moments like this that you're that you've been kind of waiting for, like all those big stages. So, yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at right now. It's exciting though, isn't it? Because from going from supporting people to actually be able to be like, this is my headline concert and it's yeah. really, and you're getting people to come and support you. Like it's such a wild ride that you suddenly go, hold on, yeah. my name's the top of the of the poster. Yeah, totally. It's mad and I feel like I'm still getting there, you know, but I definitely think this is just like this whole Eurovision, Eurosong journey is just kind of part of that trajectory that I'm just trying to embrace because, you know, look, I've done Dance with the Stars. It's a it's a popularity contest as much as it's a talent contest. So you have to kind of be, be prepared for all angles of it. But with that, you know, I'm just staying focused and trying to enjoy the whole process because I think when you're so used to being on a moving train, that's just from, you know, another club, another club, bus, bus, in the words of Lady Gaga, um. You you can kind of lose sight of things sometimes. So you don't really let yourself enjoy it as much as you should. Mm. And that's where I'm at right now, where I'm like, look, I've worked so hard over the last like 10 years. I need to give myself some time to enjoy the things that I am a part of that are momentous. Mm. And that's that's what I'm doing. Yeah, because I've talked to so many different uh, singers over their careers where they say it's taken them years to actually appreciate what they've done. Because yeah. I could say to them, oh, my God, you played Electric Picnic, you played this. And they're like, yeah, but I got off a bus 12 minutes before I got on stage and I had to yeah. go straight from there to go to a gig in Cavan. And then yeah. fly, you know, and it's it must be very hard to get your head around even where you are sometimes. Yeah. So it, it's nearly hard to go start enjoying it. Let's start embracing it. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, I think you just need to allow yourself those moments to just let it sink in and enjoy it because you can get so caught up in the chaos and the everything of it that you come out of it and you're like, oh, that happened and I didn't even give myself the chance to let it sink in or enjoy it. I heard on the podcast with Andrew, you were saying that the Eurosong was something that you kind of wanted to do yourself for years, but you were like, not until I'm like, I have the song. I know the like, yeah. had everything set in the background as opposed to yeah. as well as the song. 
yeah, I think it was really important for me to do it when I knew that I was somewhat solidified in my career before I started jumping onto a big world stage like the Eurovision, you know, it's it's a massive stage and it's not one to be taken lightly um, because there's a lot of longevity in it if you play your cards right and you know, I've not to keep reiterating this, but like haven't been in the industry as long as I have at this stage. It's like you, there are moments you can't really take for granted because you only get one shot at them. Mm-hmm. And for the plans that I have for this year anyway, it would just be not only would it be amazing to represent my country, but it's also an amazing springboard to completely catapult you into a whole new world and a whole new fan base and a whole new reach of people. So, yeah, it's one I'm just kind of that I feel like I'm ready for, you know. Yeah, you don't want to go in with a song that you're not happy with or with a team you're not happy with or or like something is off because you're not going to enjoy it and you're also not going to be up there giving it what you would if you're like... Yeah, everything had to be right. You know, I had to have the right song. I had to have the right team and I had to have the right vision for it. And all of those things kind of just started coming together. And as I was going through things, this was the song that I just kind of kept coming back to. And I was like, well, Mm -hmm. I definitely want to release it as a single. And then I was like, why would I not put it in for for Eurosong in the hopes of repre- using it um, for Eurovision and representing Ireland. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Well, the first time I heard it was on Instagram because my <laughs> friend was in the panty bar and he put it up on his Oh, God, amazing. <laughs> I love that. He said, uh, like, gays, get behind this. We have to send this banger to... Uh, oh, my God, you have to send me that. I, I will. I, that. So funny. I saw a couple of videos from panty bar and I was like, yes, this one's yes. for the girls, the gays and the days. I loved it. Uh, my friend Neil, so he had it in the store and he was like, oh my God, we have to get this. This has to represent us. So when you've got the gaze behind you, it's always a good sign. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, look, it's it's just a feel good anthem. And, you know, it's in the, like Eurovision is in the pop capital of the world at the moment mm-hmm. in Sweden. And I'm just like, why would we not, when we have the opportunity to send a big pop anthem, why not? You know, if Lorraine can do it, we can do it. Yeah. Um, and you have to have that kind of belief. So to get to do that, I'd be absolutely thrilled. You must have been sick though when they announced the lineup because it, it, everyone is is really good in the lineup. You're kind of hoping that yeah. everyone's terrible so that you're like, no. Well, you know what? People. Everyone is everyone's on their own journey and everybody's so different. You've all types of genres in there, and you know, as a, as we're all artists, you know, we all take inspo. Nothing is generic or you know whatever. It's everything is kind of we all take inspo from different things and different people that we're inspired by. So, you know, nothing is ever going to truly be like, oh, this is the most original thing in the world. Like at the end of the day, we all take pieces and bits and pieces from whatever we're inspired by and put our best foot forward and just hope for the best. And because at the end of the day, that's all anybody wants for their song is um, is the best thing for it. And that's, that was only my intentions ever for Love Me Like I Do was to give it the best opportunity and the best shot. But to be in a position where, you know, you I finally have like a big pop record and it could you know, it could go to Sweden. I think it could make waves because Sweden is the pop capital of the world and I think it could be appreciated. But, you know, it's Eurovision. You don't know what could happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just excited to be a part of it. Everyone is amazing in their own right. And, yeah, I think just tunnel vision, just keeping focused down in my little bubble and just doing what I have to do. Are you like a constant, are you on like promo session, like radio and, and promo? Yeah now at the moment so you're like you can yeah. nearly sing the song backward right now <laughs> oh fully like but to be honest like I've had the song for a while like we wrote I think nearly two years ago at an Irish oh. woman in Harmony writing camp and you know we had big UK acts and big US acts that were biting at it and we're like look we want to we, we want to cut a version of it and 
for some reason, like we were just kind of like, why the Eurovision conversation started coming up, and I was like, oh, girls, like how would you feel about if I used it for Eurovision? And we were like, why would we? It was written by all Irish women. It says it's Misha Manas, Misha Gra. Like, why would we not want to keep that home instead of having to change it? And yeah, the stars were just aligning for that one. And then I was like, okay, well, last time he won was in 1996. We're tied in wins with Sweden at the moment. Yes. And very important. So it's like, sorry, Sweden, get out of the way. Yeah. And I was born in 96. So I'm just following the universe wherever she's guiding me. So I don't know if that's divine intervention or whatever, but I definitely feel like it's a sign. That I, I'm liking these little signs. Yes. Because it's especially yeah. it's in Sweden and that's your year. And exactly. Sweden is with us. And you're kind of like, no, we had that. We had that crown for long. We need we to have that crown for long. And you know what? It's about time we took it back. And what? What better way to do it then in Sweden? And to be honest, I think even if we went to Sweden and we qualified, that's a win in itself, you know, because oh, we haven't God, qualified yeah. in years. Um, so, yeah, to be a part of that would be really special. And to be the first black Irish woman as well to ever represent Ireland in the Eurovision would be like the cherry on top. I didn't know now that, that you would have been the first. Oh, that's amazing. So already, if you get through next week on on the Late Late, that you've already made history. That's yeah. unreal. I know, it's crazy. It's absolutely mental. And it would just be a real full circle moment for me because, you know, Samantha was that for me growing up. But like to see something like that on the Eurovision stage done by Ireland for the next generation and to show what what the new Ireland is like. Yeah, that would just be incredible, you know? Yeah, there's someone, there's a young mixed race or, you know, a person. Yeah, there's of young black, brown, mixed race kids. You know, I, I seen it all when I was on Dance with the Stars and how much of that had an impact. And I don't think I was really emotionally prepared for it, to be honest. Um, and it wasn't until after the fact that I was like, oh, wow, that was actually, that really meant a lot to people. You know, I had some mothers were coming up to me in the street or I'd be in a spa and they'd have a breakdown because they're like, you don't know what you've done for my child. You've given her confidence. And she's, and she's only five, you know, just from watching you on TV. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's moments like that where I pinch myself and I'm like, okay, that's my why, you know, because uh, I would have only loved to have had more of that when I was growing up. Yeah, I, I think that's amazing because like you remember Samantha and what she did for you, but you didn't realise while you were doing Dance with Stars that you were being the Samantha for somebody else. And Exactly. Like, isn't that amazing to have someone come up and tell you that, but not just one person and you're getting DMs. Like that's a heartwarming right there. You're like, hold on, there's some little girl who's out there going, mom, I don't mind. I want to go to singing classes or dancing classes because of Erica. I know it's mental. It's absolutely mental. So I'm just kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling very content at the moment. And, you know, I think it's, we have a real opportunity here to make history on so many levels. Um, So we'll just have to wait and see. Oh, exciting. Exciting. And of course, the podcast is doing amazing. You like. Thank you. There are only like eight episodes or something, but it's like already flying. It's unbelievable. We're having a great time doing it. You know, that's a passion project with me and Andrew. We've we've always talked about working with each other in some capacity. And then, you know, one day he was just like, why don't we do a podcast? And I was like, do you know what? Why don't we do a podcast? You know, let's just let people into our conversations and what we go through on a daily basis and just keep it lighthearted, but also with a bit of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Substance. Yeah. Well, if anyone hasn't listened, they can go and listen. I won't give away too many of the, the stories <laughs> that talk about. But There's some funny stories in there. All right. Yeah. I know. But actually, what I was listening to um, when you guys were explaining how you met and everything. First of all, I was like, oh, my God, I was meant to go to that Andrew, si- Andrew Simon's launch party. And I yeah. was out of the country and I was like, oh, God, that'd be lovely now. And it'll be so glamorous and everything. And that's where you guys met, like met for the first yeah. time. And yeah. 
where all this was born, this friendship. Where it was all born. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. The joy, the joy of social media, how you meet someone online and then suddenly you're besties. <laughs> it's mad. And like, as I said, I'm a big believer in the universe and signs and everything. And that was one where the universe is like, oh no, you don't have a choice. You have to be friends. Yeah. Um, obviously for, for people who haven't listened to the podcast, um, we tell the story about how me and Andrew actually became friends and how he knows my Nana and my mom. But he didn't know that at the time that he met me. So I'm just in his house in LA and he's like, what does your mom do? And I was like, oh, she works in hair sometimes with my Nana. And he goes, wait, does she have like a star tattoo here? And I was like, yeah. He goes, oh my God, I know your mother and your Nana. And I was like, what are the chances like in West Hollywood? And this is the case. Um, but yeah, for those who want to know that story, they can definitely go and listen because it's a long one. <laughs> That's just a synopsis. You two are so funny because you go off on tangents all the time. Like all so, the, time. the story starts and then you're like, oh, actually, five minutes later, we better go back to what we were actually starting. Yeah, that's, that's what happens when two people with ADHD just go <laughs> get a podcast together. Uh, no, I find it great crack because I kind of feel like I'm in the room and, you know, we go to find yourself nearly Oh, safe. I love that because that's the vibe we always wanted to set for the pod was, you know, that people just feel like they're part of us. How do you feel, though, having to be like, a little bit more open about your own personal life because I know you were saying you never really talked about your love life and then you, mm-hmm. you brought it up in one of the episodes and yeah you're quite open about it and stuff and it, I suppose this is a new line yeah I think you know I think because it feels safe I feel safe when I'm talking to Andrew and you know I think when I could have used something like that when I was going through what I was going through so if it could help the next person then you know so be it but yeah I always make myself accessible through my music and I talk about my love I talk about heartbreak I do this and I do that but I never really get to talk about it on a deeper level and sometimes that's good and sometimes you know it's just not enough sometimes I want to be able to vent about it and just talk because I'm a talker so yeah to be in a position now where I can talk about those things and hopefully it helps the next person is just a bonus well, I just was like laughing because when you started talking about dating apps, I was like, oh, my God, I've had to delete them. I hate them they're so much. The worst. They're actually the worst. Honestly, you start talking about icks and dating apps. I was like, oh, my God, this is my life because I'm like, I hate I hate the apps. I hate them. Yeah, it's just a, it's strange. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't it's want so to match messy. any man who has a voice note on his bio because I'm like, no, no. Or if their bio is a paragraph too long, like, mate, no, I don't have time for that. Yeah, or do you know, know you over a dinner or something, but yeah. not on, on a bio. I don't need someone to send me. Well, for, like, I seem to get when I'm on them, I get two messages, two types of messages. One of them is like, I want to ride you now. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not interested in that, but yeah, I'll, I'll find someone who is or whatever. And the other yeah. one's like um, sending me paragraphs and expecting me to reply. And I don't even know you. I'm like, I haven't even said hello to you. Yeah, yet. Like, it was one of those instances the other day where I just like, like matched this guy on Raya and then. He just like he sent me a message. I replied. I was traveling. I was coming back from like I was in the airport. I was, you know, had my bags. Like, it, it's not like I didn't want to reply. I was just taking my time. And then like he just unmatched me because I didn't reply in like 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh. the, like the games. I just I can't. It's either they don't reply to you for hours or if you don't reply soon enough, it's like it's it's never good enough. But anyway, yeah, dating is, is a funny fish. Like, I can't imagine what it's like. I, I'm an, I'm anonymous. Nobody knows who I am. So oh, do you get people going like, is this really Erica? Because I can imagine if I saw someone like the male equivalent of you, let's say, I'd be like, someone has stolen his photo. <laughs> I've had a couple of mess- like funny messages on dating apps, just being like, my mom voted for you on Dance with the Stars. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, next. <laughs> next to your mom. <laughs> next to your mom, I got to the final. <laughs> I, I would love yeah. to just be on Raya just for a nosy, just be like, because I remember someone 
reading or listening to a podcast or something, an American woman was saying like back when Ben Affleck was single, she was like, I just tried just because like if Ben Affleck's there, of course, I'm just going to try and yeah. get my horse. <laughs> Why not? Shoot your shot. Yeah. I think though I would have a heart attack if they, you know, if somebody's too good looking and they actually match, I'm like, well, you're either a catfish or what's wrong with you? Why you're you're a ten man? What? Don't be silly! <laughs> oh my god, don't say that for yourself. <laughs> no, but you know yourself, and you're like, this can't be real. Yeah, you this man is walking around Dublin, in and you're like, is this too good to be true? Yeah. You know? Oh no, it's well, like you'd be too busy now with the, the next few weeks. Well, the next week, and then if you get through, you'd be too busy for the old dating. Unless there's some beautiful Swedish songwriters that you're going to meet. Unless. Yourself. It's some, you know, tall, dark and handsome wants to sweep me off my feet. I don't know, but we'll just have to wait and see. (laughs) Well, for now, I'm very focused. I have other things I need to be focused on. Yeah, like that's what I mean. The next few months are going to be... If you don't don't get through, touch wood, obviously you will. But if you don't, like you still have a banger of a song, so you're going to have to be like out. Well, that was always the plan. It was to release it as a single. And then if it made its way to Sweden, that's a bonus. And I think that's the secret sauce when it comes to Eurovision is to make something that's timeless for you as an artist, mm. not just something for a moment, because, you know, there's longevity in, in Eurovision, especially if you if you play your cards right. So it's important to always note that. And I think it's important to note that when people are voting for whatever song that they want to vote for too, is that like, look, do we want to win? Do we want to take it seriously? Or, you know, what, like, how are, how are we going to, continue as Ireland in Eurovision I think heading back to the pop capital is the best place to start yeah and like the thing is people are going to watch next week and go oh I love Erica's song or whatever you have to actually go and like Irish people are very we're great at thinking somebody else is doing it do you know what I mean oh sure she doesn't need my vote because everyone yeah there's a lot of that and if anything I actually feel like more of an underdog now because people are you know they're like maybe we it's time we sent something different and that's all cool and fine, which, you know, I've been in the world of Dancing with the Stars and being the under, underdog, then going to be the favourite and then being the underdog and then going to be the favourite. Like, it's that's just what happens when it comes to public votes. So I do, at least have a little bit of experience in that side of things because I think going into something like this, you'd be like, oh my God, like, what's going on? Because it's so, it's so chaotic. Yeah, It's crazy, but it's a good kind of crazy and it's my kind of crazy. So, um, sure, look, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I, I think it's nearly better to be the underdog, though, because... If you're the yeah, favorite, like, people will assume, you know, it's the whole thing of, you know, um, nobody's safe. You know, even if you think your favorites just because they've been on the telly or they're on a magazine or whatever, that does not mean that, you know, I'm safe or the next person is safe. You know, you do genuinely have to get behind, especially for something like Eurovision, you have to get behind your favorites. Yeah. And like we see when like on Eurovision nights, on the semifinals and on the finals, they, like it's not just a singer sitting there. There's like 20 people around them because they have 100%. a team that have to do. Yeah, you know? it takes a village. And, you know, I think we, my village has been very, very, been putting a lot of hard work into this. And, you know, it's, it's. I don't only want to just do it for Ireland. I want to do it for everybody that's been involved in this whole process because it's been sleepless nights, endless days. And it's, it's we, we're loving it every, like every day more and more that we do it. So we definitely don't want it to end on Friday, you know. In terms of like when you enter the song, how long did you have to wait to hear if that was going to be? Because I would be literally refreshed on the phone. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty grim. I'm not going to lie, having to sit around and wait for an answer. Um, But, you know, look, I think I just always had kind of high hopes for the song. And mm. I was like, look, I wouldn't put it forward if I didn't think it could do do something. And luckily it made it through. So, yeah, here we are. 
Yeah, so everyone listening, it is on Friday night, Late Late Show, 9.35. Uh, with, have you, you haven't been on with Paddy yet, have you, since he took over? I haven't, no, I haven't. I haven't, like, I actually haven't been interviewed by Ryan on the couch or anything like that either, so this will be a whole new experience, um, which is really fun. Yeah, and like, I'm assuming they'll get to, you'll each get to kind of chat to, you know, sell song and all that kind of crack, but yeah. like, you couldn't get a bigger audience in Ireland than that. Like, you know, exactly. what I mean? like, so yeah, fingers crossed it all goes well and people get behind the song and they love it. And I just want to give the people something to be proud of that we can hopefully send and fly the flag. Well, as you said, there is some ch- a child who was you 10, 15 years ago that's looking and seeing you represent being up for it. And that's going to be amazing. So here oh, is hoping so. all the thank things you. are crossed. And uh, I'll put up on Instagram on Friday when you're on just the numbers to text or call. Oh, thank you so much. That would mean the world. Thank no. you. And I'll definitely send you um, the video of my friend. <laughs> I'll get it off oh, him. Yes, I need to see that. He'll be delighted because he's that. always like, whenever I interview anybody who's a gay icon in his eyes, he's like, that's what I only hear from him. I don't hear from him about my podcast. I, mean, I, status, I don't know. <laughs> but I'll take it. He's literally like, oh, you interviewed Panty. Oh my God. Yeah, Queen, blah, blah, blah. And then yes. if I interview somebody else, he's like, oh, no, I don't care. I don't care unless they're. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so love you've got it. the gays on side and we've got the girls okay. as well. <laughs> For the, the girls, the guys, the gays and the days. It's for everybody. I love, I love that little phrase. Um, well, Erica, I thank you so much thank for chatting so much. to me. I know how busy you are, honestly. So no, thank you for being, um, for waiting for me as well. You're star- super Oh my fun. God, you're so welcome. Thanks so much for having me. All and right, doll. Thank you so much. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Oh, lads, wasn't she? She's the hintuk. I love her. I love it. And the song's great. And shout out to my friend Neil who got name checked in there. I did see that in his story. So I have to send her the video now that I remind myself that that was being played in Pantybury. So um, obviously it's great to hear that the songs are being played out at the moment. And if they're not being, if you haven't heard them yet and you normally listen to radio stations and you haven't heard any of them, not just Erica's, but any of them, start texting in and asking your local radio station to play one of the Eurovision songs. So let's get them. Like Irish musicians are amazing. Like it takes support to get them and like Dermot Kennedy will be busking for how many years before you know he broke through so let's like these are all amazing depending on what you're into there's you know like there's boy bands there there's solo female singers there's rap there's everything there so we're looking at pop rock rap the whole lot so whatever you're into go and request it and you know it's like a, what's a WhatsApp most radio stations have WhatsApp now so it's free so just go and throw some support behind them and if you like it throw it up in your story and stuff like that um, I'm just so delighted I got to talk to Erica I love her podcast with Andrew. They just go off on so many tangents and they're just like, you can hear them going, uh, come here, go, wait, what are we talking about? And I feel like I'm about to say to them, you're starting to tell the story about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and there's always so, so much crack out of it. So I do try and promote as many indie podcasts as I can because obviously like mine, a smaller podcast and don't have as big of an audience. But to that one, I am a fan of. So I will, you know, I will definitely say, go and have, give that a listen if you haven't already. If this is your first time listening to Tis Yourself, lads, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, you're obviously here because you're a fan of Erica's. And you want to hear the crack with her, but I am so glad that you did come and give us a listen. And I really hope that you'll go back and find another episode that you might enjoy. There's so many there. You'll find me on all socials. So I'm on TikTok and Facebook and Insta and Twitter under my name, Nicola Barden, and also under the podcast. And we'll have little clips and stuff like that. It's just worried about how the podcast gets out. So please do share and tell people about it and write a little review and stuff like that. That would be absolutely amazing. I actually got two new um, reviews. I'm going to read them out from uh, from Apple. So let me see now. 
Okay, so I got one from Chappie NY and the headline was SV fan. It said, love the interview with Bobby Burke. We'll check out more of your po- some more of your podcasts. And that was from America. I was like, on New Year's Eve, I was loving my life. Oh my God, somebody on New Year's Eve in America wrote that for me. So Chappie NY, love you. And as I said, if you are an SV fan, that, that Bobby's is there. He played Ed Tucker and also Dan Florix is there and he played Captain Cragen. So that's there for you. And then Rena Watts, um, um, she left me one saying, Carol Baskin episode changed my opinions. So that was the headline. Said, I watched the Tiger King. So cool you got to interview Carol and I actually liked her from your interview. I love your voice, Irish accent and passion for podcasting. Great guests. Your excitement shines through. And I love the stories you cover around the entertainment industry. Rena, like... Thank you. That is so incredibly kind. So, so, so lovely. Um, and go and find her podcast. As I said, go support Indies. I'm over on my uh, Insta and on Twitter. I am doing 100 Days podcast where I am counting down little small ones and bigger ones. True crime, funny, um, educational. Any ones I kind of find. I'm listening to them all myself. So it's not a case of just going, oh, I found this and I haven't listened to it. I will put it up and I'll give you a review and tell you either it's brilliant or it's terrible. So I, if you want to, if you want to broaden some of your horizons for podcasts, go and check it out on my Instagram or on my Twitter on Well Tis Yourself and you will see what I've been supporting and what I've been liking and not. And there'll be a little highlight reel as well on Instagram. Anyway, I have waffled on enough. I am going to go now. I'm helping my friend mind her baby and she's probably like, why are you not here? So I'm coming back down. Um, but anyway, it's been lovely to be back in 2024. Looking forward to even more amazing guests this year. If you have any queries, you can get me on Instagram or you can DM me there or you can email me on welltisyourself at gmail.com. Thanks for everyone for your support and looking forward to Friday. I'm watching the, the Your Song. Slam.